Can trees talk to each other? Do I have x-ray vision or can everyone else see through windows too? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Yo, and welcome back to This Paranormal Life. This is the weekly comedy podcast where every Tuesday we investigate a different paranormal tale, case, or beast and get to the bottom of whether it's truly paranormal or not. Woo! As always, you're joined by professional paranormal investigators, Kit Greer Mulvena, that's me, and this guy, Rory Powers, across from me. How are you today, Rory? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I've been moving apartments for the last couple of days, uh, so it's, that's been a bit of a stressful process. Uh, there is so much dust flying around my apartment that I'm actually wearing sunglasses right now while we record indoors uh, because my eyes are so sore. Do the sunglasses have to have a camera in them? Uh, next question. Okay, Pass. I just am a little bit Sorry. on edge on account of you're staring at me and there's a camera with a, a, a red light on it. Yeah, well, it's just kind of like, uh, you know how you know how in those movies where uh, the, the mob boss is given a wire to uh, wear to the meetings so mm-hmm. that, uh, I shouldn't be telling you this actually, never mind. It's for fun. Okay, so, so you started for fun. sort of one track of logic there and then right. you kind of detoured off it very fast. No, no, no. I just thought, um, I just thought, you know, we, you we, we, don't, investigating we don't document enough of our lives behind the scenes. Tango's compromised. RP Tango's compromised. So I think it's important yeah, okay. that you we, feel like uh, you're just documenting me as well. No, I just, I just think we should just sit down. Should I get a pair of the glasses and document you also? I just think we should sit down friend to friend and just, uh, talk about some of the incriminating shit we've done over the years, buddy. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Just maybe let's just talk about some of the things that we've done that, uh, you know, it'd be funny for our our, uh, our listeners to hear some of the illegal shit that we've done over the years. Listen up, Tango is about to you speak. You never talk like this. this Tang- is... Tango is about to speak. Listen, he's about to spill spill the beans. So I think just, <laughs> I think just maybe say one illegal thing that you've we've done. You've never put your finger to your ear and talked to seemingly not me on the podcast before. We've got the son of a bitch now. Okay, that's... Tango has no f- clue what's about to happen yeah, i'm not Dumb gonna tell you incriminating Sorry. shit if you're if you're clearly talking to some kind of sting operation with the police it's a bust he knows he knows okay <laughs> tango is compromised me tango me <laughs> i eat a tooth filled with cyanide <laughs> what's the point in having a code if you immediately just go off code and explain the code Tango me Me I tell you Alright Tango was compromised That means it's gone tits up That's not what it means By the way It has a specific operational meaning Uh, I don't know what's going on there To be honest That's between you guys and Rory I guess Uh, This week we're going to dive right in To today's investigation Listeners, we're in Bucharest, Romania in 2004, where 34-year-old Aurel Rylanu lived with his mother in a very poor neighborhood on the outskirts of the country's capital. Okay. Up until this fateful day, Aurel's life had been relatively normal, and even on this particular morning, he woke up and got himself ready like usual. He was in the bathroom looking in the mirror when he accidentally pulled on the necklace around his neck, yanking it and breaking the chain. Oh, crap! Aurel would later recall, I was wearing a fairly heavy necklace and the clasp broke. He bent down and picked up the broken clasp before looking in the mirror. To his astonishment, the heavy necklace was still exactly in place, stuck to his neck. He moved around and tried to shake it off, but it wouldn't budge. I saw it in the mirror. 
It was open and yet still stuck to my neck. I became curious about what was happening and tried it with other objects. Spoons, books, lighters, even the TV set, which is kind of heavy. They all stuck to me. A TV set stuck to this son of a bitch. I hate when you make me read the line that you know I'm going to have problems with. <laughs> That's <laughs> such like a up thing to say, Rory. <laughs> he stuck a TV set to his own body and it didn't. And it stuck to him? Yeah. Like he's some sort of Velcro man? Exactly like that. Rory, what are you doing if one day you wake up and you got a TV set stuck to your body? Next question. <laughs> I refuse to answer. I, I refuse to answer this question. What would I do if I woke up and my hands were made of cheese? Why don't we ask that? Well, that's that never happened. <laughs> and whereas this happened, very much it happened. Uh, this is an insane hypothetical question, uh, but, a, but a scary one. You know, I do wear a necklace and it is made of rope mm-hmm. for this very reason. Uh, I am too scared to one day wake it's up. Pretty and bizarre that you wear a noose around your neck. It really is. <laughs> I'm ready to go at any minute, <laughs> any any second. They're going to kick down the door and uh, find out all the incriminating shit I did before I changed my name to Rory to Tango. So so uh, I have to have the noose ready at all times. But yeah, you do wear a necklace. This would be quite alarming if you tried to take it off, or indeed it snapped, and yet it wouldn't get off you. Yeah. Aurel was completely baffled by this and went to see a doctor, hoping there was a reasonable explanation. You say you think you're magnetic? Haha, <laughs> that's definitely a new one. Well, let's give you a good check over and see where we are. I'm going to have a listen to your heart. He produced his stethoscope and began listening. <laughs> Don't you put that anywhere near him! <laughs> began listening to Aurel's chest. But when the doctor tried to remove the stethoscope, oh it was stuck to Aurel's skin. My God, I've never seen anything like this. Aurel was confused, but also kind of tickled that he had this weird new power. He started testing it out, trying to see how heavy he could go. He found that focusing his mind on an object released a feeling of magnetic attraction. Wow. He started with cutlery, so he challenged himself to clear a whole table with his magnetic skin. Soon, with practice, he was lifting 50 pounds without using his hands. Uh, Another TV, to be precise. That's a world record. And we're not talking about the power of a fridge magnet here. These huge objects would hold in place as if they were glued. Wow, so wait, so is he doing this like through telepathy or is he like placing his hand on the object? And it's stuck to him and then he just lifts his hand up. How are these being controlled? Yeah, it's a good question. He's, I believe, placing these on his body using his hands. Right, okay. So he'd maybe put it to his bare chest or his back or something like that. And it would stick there and he would remove his hands. It would stay there. Wow, isn't that crazy? The mental bit seems to be over, or the psychic bit, I should say, seems to be over his use of concentration. The more he concentrates on it, he seems to be able to increase the sticking power. Right, right, right. Crank up those electromagnets inside his body. Exactly. It's almost like a, I don't know, he's like a skunk or something. And Like, if they get scared, they can't help but release this, like, shit gas. But for him, (laughs) if he gets excited... Uh, metal starts flying from all over the world towards him. You know something's gone wrong when uh, when somebody asks about your superpower, you start by saying, it's kind of like a skunk. It's like, all right, say less, say less. <laughs> they start trying to back away slowly until the metal belt on their <laughs> waist wall pulls them forward. 
He became obsessed with making the most of his new gift. He studied himself, learning his limitations. His strongest body parts were his chest, neck, and forehead. It only worked on bare skin, but weirdly enough, he could actually pick up non-metal objects as well as metal ones. So he's just straight up sticky. He's a sticky guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he mentioned at the beginning he was trying books, which seems bizarre. Yeah. So it is a bit of a Velcro man. Okay, okay. He decided to contact the most reputable newspaper in the newsstand. The Sun. Oh, Christ. He wrote them a letter. I mean, this is a good call. Like, you know he's contacting the Sun after contacting every other legitimate news organization on Earth. Right. Who wouldn't pick up the story? But we've said it a million times on this show. For anyone who doesn't live in the UK, which is more than half of our listeners, the Sun is widely regarded as a piece of shit uh, rag newspaper, which regularly prints awful racist, classist, terrible news. Yeah. It is, unfortunately, uh, the most widely read paper in the UK. Is that true? <laughs> which God, uh, that's sad. really explains a lot about this country. But one fun thing about them is that they are one of the only... Paranormal News enjoys bizarre news coverage in the UK. Most news organizations around the world do not consider the paranormal news, except for the UK. We love it here. They will happily, on the front cover of a newspaper, put a UFO story or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we don't care. It's great. So, Arul wrote them and included some photos demonstrating his abilities. The UK journalists were so impressed that they brought him to London so they could see it with their own eyes. The audience gathered to watch Arul walk up to the television and lean over it. I love that they they were like, no f***ing about with cutlery or f***ing fridge magnets <laughs> get that 50 inch flat screen on your back let's see if these handguns stick to his palms let's see if these bullets <laughs> are deflected by your skin when he turned around to face them the tv was fixed firmly to his tummy like a teletubby <laughs> oh my god it's <laughs> he turned around and screamed <laughs> it's stand Tinky Winky was born. <laughs> it stayed in place as he walked around the room to the delight of the newspaper staff. Then the FBI agent just off screen said, time for tubby bye-bye <laughs> before producing a rifle. <laughs> the firing. red dot sight <laughs> on Tinky Winky's little f***ing round head. It stayed in place for several minutes before he prized the TV off his torso with great difficulty. And for his next trick, he did the same with a plank of wood full of nails. <laughs> so they were trying to kill him. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. No, I guess it was just a, a disused piece of wood. Becoming magnetic changed Aurel's life. He packed in his job at the hospital he worked at and became a kinotherapist, a movement therapist. He now uses his magnetism to help people recover from accidents. Although not really sure what the connection is there. Like if they've been, if there's a bullet in their body and he can just like draw it out. It comes out straight through their heart. Killing <laughs> them instantly. Or does he just like go to a, the children's hospital with a TV stuck to his belly and just kind of stand there while they all watch it? It's like, does this help? It's like, you, we really don't need you to pay you to do this. There is a TV stand just in the corner. Plus anytime you blink, the channel changes. So it's just very, very unhelpful. But as proud as Aurel is of his powers, he doesn't really shout about it from the rooftops. I tend to keep it a secret from people in my hometown because I'm afraid of being branded a freak in their eyes. It really shows you how X-Men was bang on. 
I mean, if Jesus himself came back, the second coming, and started performing miracles, he would be rounded up and paraded as a freak show. Society would not accept him. Yeah, but he, he didn't do too many. I mean, all of his all of his powers had lessons behind them, right? Wasn't that it? You know, so yeah. it was like, hey, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed all these people because I'm pretty I'm pretty strong. Why do you walk on water? I don't remember actually that one. Was it uh, that was about fisherman? faith. No, that was about faith. I no. believe it's like having trust in the Lord. You can walk on water. I don't hmm. know what the fish one was actually. There was one with the fisherman. Oh, he stopped the storm, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he kind of had lessons. He wasn't just like, yo, check this out. And then he just like made a tornado right. run through a town because he was like, and that's f- nothing to me. I can do way more. But do you think that would that would work these days? I mean, I guess it works for like Banksy, isn't it? He just like graffiti stuff, vandalizes things. And he's like, yeah, but there's a deep message, man. And everyone's like, you're a, you're a millionaire for this. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. You can get away with it if you try and say there's a message. It's like uh, writing an essay at school. If you can justify all your points, you get an A. So if I like broke into a casino and stole a bunch of chips and then when they like pin me down on the blackjack table, twisting my arm, I'm like, it's a message. It's a message about consumerism. You're saying they should let me go because I'm Jesus. Well, it didn't happen the first time. It's not going to happen the second time. (laughs) I run out of the casino leaking fish and bread. (laughs) At the end of one interview, he made a point to make it clear he was single and looking, saying the last serious relationship I had was four years ago. I would very much like to get married. The one thing I can't attract is the ladies. I actually repel them. They are the north to my south. In terms of, that's magnet lingo. You guys don't know about that shit, but I'm actually pretty big in the magnet world. (laughs) I repel them magnetically and physically. Because I attract skunks. (laughs) It's a bizarre side effect. Uh, Yeah, pretty poetic. Yeah. You can attract all these things, and yet you can't attract love. The one thing he can't stick to himself is a wedding ring. Someone else has to do that. (laughs) But maybe chicks actually do dig pars because it didn't take long for one woman to get in touch. That's right. Hollywood actress Lindsay Lohan contacted Aural over Facebook for magnetism lessons. What? She said, I've always been interested in off the wall abilities. And this is a really interesting phenomenon. I'd love to find out more about it and try to pinpoint what causes these supernatural abilities. Okay. I don't know what to say. I feel about like you're this. not taking this seriously when it's factually correct. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan tried to get superpowers over Facebook. Yep. I'm in. Her goal was to learn to lift metal objects with her mind. It was why. <laughs> you know, sometimes when actors fall off and you're like, oh, what happened there? Did they do a couple of shitty movies and maybe the industry forgot about them? In her yeah. case, she got pretty sidetracked pretty bad. <laughs> Look, who hasn't contacted strangers on the internet before in an attempt to try and get magnetic powers? I can't say I haven't. I've sent money in envelopes across the world at, at, at the promise of being able to do much less things than magnetically stick objects to my body. What's like, I mean, it seems bad that you've done this more than once, but what was the most recent one? To love. It was to feel love. To comprehend, so you just love. sent a woman on the internet cash. It was a man, actually. Right, you insensitive ass. Okay, well, that's fine. Did it work? No, it didn't work. Can't you tell by my cold exterior that it didn't work? They couldn't teach you love. 
They could. Well, I don't know yet because I haven't received the return package. I send the money. They send the love. Then I like. I'm not sure that's how love works. Then what do you I mean eat they it send or something. I don't know. I don't understand okay, how it works. Okay, that's not either. at all. How, you seem to have a grasp of how it worked when we were criticizing our role, but now you yourself don't seem to understand how love works at all. The first package they sent, it looks like a bag of Skittles. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, to a cold-hearted guy like me, maybe everything looks like a bag of Skittles. So if I have a couple more of them, maybe I'll start to feel something. And you know what? I think actually maybe you could do with a couple love nuggets yourself. So maybe don't stop judging me and have some of these. That's a bottle of Tylenol. Hmm? You're taking prescription medication, sir. How many of those did you just eat? Well, I do feel pretty loved up right now, so... Too many, then. Is that... How many am I supposed to have? Nine? Is nine too many? I think you paid an Indian doctor to write you prescriptions over the internet. (laughs) I think you said, I want to feel love... And he said, I can numb your pain. <laughs> I said, what's the difference? And sent him 20K in a bag. <laughs> no, you <laughs> idiot, Rory. Uh, that's not how love works. Love is... Yeah, why don't you tell me about love then, asshole? If you think love is... Uh, yeah, you okay, think you know all about love? Well, of course you wouldn't know anything about love. Love is indescribable. It's like I'm seeing a cherry blossom on a spring day. That's pretty it's actually yeah, it's, that's it's actually a lot like walking on a white sand beach. How is that With your dog. Right, I guess you love the dog. You could have just said the dog. It doesn't have to be the white sand beach. It's it's like smelling a beautiful flower in the rain. Okay, I think you're just reciting things that you read in a poem. I'm going to take it from here, all right? Because I think I know a little bit more about love than you do, okay? Love is everything. Love is a big old, a big old kiss on your forehead. Love is a the fresh smell of a baby. Love is is uh, when you're hungover and you have a big gulp of pineapple juice and it's so cold that it makes you cry as no, you're sick in bullshit. the toilet. No, love is way love closer is... to like, you know when you really need to shit yeah. and you just take the perfect dump? Right, right, right. I'm starting to get this. I'm starting to get this. Like love is when you're feeling ill and uh, you, you do an enormous burp and then all of a sudden your stomach feels a little bit better. Or, or you're sick everywhere, and it's all down your clothes and stuff, but you're about to shower, so you don't even care. <laughs> That's love, right? Love is when you piss yourself, but you don't have to worry about it because you brought a spare pair of trousers. I'm starting to get this. Okay, I, I understand it now. Yeah. I think, I gotta be honest, I came on you pretty hard. Truth be told, I didn't know what I was talking about, but I think we're getting there. We're getting close. I think we're definitely getting close. Yeah. I do need to understand, though, because I am married and my wife is getting increasingly impatient. Uh, I don't know how to talk to her. To the, to the emotions, yeah. I, I understand, I understand. Love is like going to a playground and um, bursting a little kid's football right in front of his eyes and just feeling the power rush through your veins. I think that's love. That makes sense. Yeah, See, we, get, we know what love is. What we're trying to say is Lindsay Lohan was clearly out there looking for love in all the right places. She actually flew uh, Aurel out to LA, obviously. She's not going to go to uh, Eastern Europe, apparently. And we are yet to see progress of Lindsay Lohan's mind and metal bending abilities. Should he have been on a plane? (laughs) Should he have been on a plane, sir? (laughs) I don't think that's safe or right. If I have to turn my iPhone onto airplane mode every time it takes (laughs) off. A man who is half magnet shouldn't be allowed to ride on a commercial airline. 
Yeah. That seems dangerous. They should have put him in a shipping container and sent him via airmail. <laughs> no, no, not airmail, boat mail. Uh, this did happen in... The boat crumples into a ball and sinks. Damn it! Yeah. Uh, this did happen in 2007, though, so I'm not actually sure she ever successfully learned. Right, okay. Rory, what do you think of this uh, weird story so far? Human magnets? Uh, I like it. I mean, we did a story before about people who can affect computers by touch. So why can't someone control metal with a touch? Interesting. Yeah, we got that one. Uh, Was that the one you're talking about? It was like a listener submission. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Where someone had the power. Oh, the sliders. Sliders. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Little bit of crossover, actually. You're quite right. It's the same kind of wheelhouse. You know, fascinatingly, Aurel is far from the first person to claim to be magnetic. This phenomenon has been reported at various times for generations, at least since the mid-1800s. For some, it's a natural ability, but others gain powers because of external forces. That was certainly the case for Leonid Tenkaev, a 76-year-old factory worker from Russia. So, like, some people are are just get it like naturally and other people is like your your father was a man and your mother was a magnet well that would still be natural that would be pretty natural (laughs) actually yeah don't get it twisted the marriage of man and magnet is not natural anything but but uh if you're born that way that would be natural uh one year after the nuclear disaster at chernobyl jesus in 1986 leonid started picking up bits of metal on his skin (laughs) <laughs> One year after the accident, his dad f***ed a magnet. <laughs> it's like, okay, so it had nothing to do with Chernobyl. He went crazy <laughs> from Chernobyl. Even stranger, his wife Galina, daughter Tanya, and grandson Koila all developed the ability at the same time. Wow. Three generations of the same family were affected by these magnet abilities. The family were examined by doctors in Russia and Japan, and their powers were deemed to be genuine. This was even reported in the Guardian newspaper. This wasn't the Sun, by the way. The Guardian wrote this a few years back. A quote from Dr. Atsi Kono. There is absolutely no doubt that the objects stick as if their bodies were magnetic. So a few years later, 300 people with magnetic powers went to a conference in Sofia, Bulgaria. What? There's that many people? Yeah, apparently. It was like a convention for sticky people. I wonder if they stick to each other. <laughs> they turn into one giant ball. Our researcher Amy uh, combed through all the descriptions of what went on at this conference and compiled a short list of all the reported feats demonstrated on that fateful day. For one, a lady named Marinella Brankova supported a 15-pound weight from her vertical palms. So if you imagine waving to someone like your hand up vertically, and she held a 15-pound weight to her hand. Not using her fingers, obviously. Yeah, of course. I think I can do that. Using my hand, I can hold shit that's heavy, yeah. Several magnet people could attract metal filings even while wearing thick rubber gloves. Ooh, now that's cool. Victoria Petrova, a Bulgarian woman, entertained the crowd by making objects move around her body in time to music. What? Okay. One attendee would hold several items at once on his body and was able to drop specific things when the audience made requests. Right, right. So you can kind of turn off the magnets yeah. at a certain part of his body. I like that one. I, th- I think that it definitely demonstrates something a bit more sophisticated, doesn't it? Yeah, we're seeing a certain level of control here. These people have got past that awkward early superhero stage where it's mm. like, you know, you're getting ready for school in the morning and you're like, all right, finish my cereal. Oh, 
the spoon, it's stuck. And you're like, oh, I got to go get the bus. And then you're like banging against the side of the bus. You're like, oh, oh, you know, you're getting you're stuck to everything. You're along Indiana Jones style along the ground. Yeah, these people have mastered it. They can turn turn it on and off at the flick of a mind switch. People that have studied magnetism in humans say the power is most intense in the upper body. Some can pick up objects of almost any kind, whereas others require a specific material. The ability is heavily associated with Eastern Europe, seemingly because of the radiation from Chernobyl and other events. But the fact that the phenomenon predates Chernobyl means we can't say there's a clear link. Um, but it is weird that they all seem to come from kind of Russia, Ukraine, Bulgaria, Romania. I mean, you said I mean, the first case was so recent and you said there was a whole convention for it. Are there any videos of this being put into action? Oh, yeah. I'd love it if if a guy with a TV stuck to his chest walks into the studio and you just play a video on the TV. I'm like, well, the dude is enough. The guy here is enough. <laughs> Got a MacBook stuck to his chest. <laughs> I lift up my shirt and I'm a f***ing Teletubby now. <laughs> so behold, this is a video of five-year-old Ermin from Kosovo. What the hell? Okay, they're placing objects on his chest, and it says this kid is a human magnet. One of the things they put on him was a bowl. <laughs> they really are sticking, though. Yeah. Yeah. This is weird. He's getting... Co yeah, coins are being stuck to his body, but coins aren't magnetic, are they? No, I don't think so. Not usually. Yeah, so I there's a be lot wrong. of things be being stuck to him that I wouldn't say are magnetic. This is the thing. People's magnetic abilities are definitely different from one person to the next. Wow, that kid does not look happy to be doing that at all. Yeah, that one's pretty bizarre, but I think it illustrates well that, um, yeah, these people, it's not always metal. You know, I was kind of looking at his skin as well and thinking to myself, you know, if this was some, like, <laughs> greasy little boy, uh, I'd be like, they might have covered him in glue. Who knows? But yeah. his skin is actually, it appears to be completely clean and dry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing that looks funny about it, really. I guess we didn't see what was on the other side of the objects. Very true. Being placed. Very true. Can I do this? Do you have a metal spoon? Why? I'm, I don't think I've ever tried to place metal against my chest before. I mean, I don't have a metal spoon in the studio right now, but let me get one. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. I don't know, man. Give it a go. Kiss has gone and got me some spoons. Just going to go ahead and... Oh, shit, that's cold. <laughs> Jesus. That little boy didn't complain. Funny that. Rory's a magnet. I mean, he's a f***ing magnet. I don't know what to say, guys. It's lit. It's, I mean, it is sticking to my chest. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Holy. Take a picture. Take a picture. What were the chances? Look at that. Look at that. What the hell? <laughs> oh, I, lo I lost it, damn it. <laughs> I, ha I did stop focusing my chi. That's what it was. Hmm. You, you really did have it for a minute. It's not as hard as it looks. That's what I will say. All right, let's see you bounce a f***ing ball on there. <laughs> yeah, it's no TV set, all right? And that coin isn't sticking, is it? Uh, I don't have any coins, but the spoons did work. <laughs> all right, well, you know, thanks for that. Thanks for throwing a little f***ing spoon in the... In the f***ing... Uh, what's the phrase? Are you okay? F***ing throwing a wrench in the... What's the phrase? Uh... Throwing a wrench in the cogs, the machine. Throwing a wrench in the yeah. works. Throwing a spoon <laughs> in the machines, cogs. You know, we have talked in the past about uh, other people, allegedly, able to manipulate metal with their minds. Uh, Uri Geller, probably the most famous example. We did a whole two-part series on him. Um, and he, if you remember, was able to bend spoons with his mind. Uh, our researcher Amy has written here, uh, it's pretty impressive on first viewing. He can tickle a spoon and it flops over like it's made of butter, but that's just a trick. You could do it yourself at home today if you wanted. Uh, all you have to do is bend a cheap spoon back and forth uh, and then it will eventually snap. All right, well, if, if you think it's so easy, Amy, I mean... We actually gave it a go on the podcast. It was actually pretty difficult. Granted, I love that you're calling out the statements in your own case. Like, I could not be in this room right now. <laughs> oh, everyone yeah, thinks it's so easy. <laughs> everyone thinks it's so easy. Make a video of you bending a spoon and send it to us. Uh, no, to be fair to Amy, we did give that case a double no. Yeah, we did. We did, we did, we did. Which is fair enough. But all the stories we've heard, it does beg the question, is this true magnetism or anything approaching that kind of living, breathing thing have the power of magnetic attraction. It gets pretty interesting once you start looking into it because as we might have touched on in the past, some animals do have this ability. They can sense magnetic forces. Sharks, eels, birds can get around using um, the Earth's magnetic field. Even bacteria called magneto... <laughs> Even bacteria called magnetotactic bacteria... Uh, can align themselves with the Earth's magnetic field. It's been suggested that these bacteria may have even come from another planet. 
like wow. Mars. They might have arrived to Earth on a meteorite. And maybe that's how some of animals, maybe even including us, could perhaps sense electromagnetic things. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool theory. I like that a lot. I like, uh, I also like scientists just claiming things came, weird things came from another planet. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. It's a nice little cop out. Because I think some people say that about octopus as well. Yeah, isn't it? Or jellyfish, one of them. Oh, yeah. Another planet, yeah. 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 I think mushrooms as well in general. Because don't they always say mushrooms? They're closer to animals than plants, man. Really? Yeah. Because they're like, they breathe oxygen like us. I don't know. Some other things. You could have a pet mushroom. Sure. Just walk him around. Well, no. <laughs> you saying I could like feed him and teach him tricks and shit? I could actually get him to work for me. You're saying I could ride a mushroom down Oxford Street is what I'm hearing. I could <laughs> walk a shiitake <laughs> down Shibuya. You're like, I think what I'm saying is you could eat a mushroom that will make you think all of those things are happening. <laughs> But scientists did figure out that in a couple of studies, it is actually possible to turn a human into a magnet, at least for a small amount of time. If you, listen, I'm not a scientist. If you electrocute someone, (laughs) not a lot, just a little bit, they will turn into an electromagnet. Is that true? Yep. I've been zapped before, and I haven't felt necessarily any powers from that before. Oh, like what were you zapped by? Uh, I've been electrocuted, uh, you know, when you, you know, when you get, uh, zapped when you touch metal things. And you best believe that's love. <laughs> Is that love? <laughs> that's that's love. Like. I love a railing. <laughs> yeah. Or the old, I think whenever I was a kid, you know, you get, you, you're putting in a plug in a socket or something, you get your finger caught in there and you zap yourself. Yeah. I was trying to think what's the most, <laughs> what's the most elemental damage I've ever been dealt in my life before? Sure. Like a Pokemon. Like water damage. Yeah, water fire damage, damage, fire damage. And it is for sure fire damage. <laughs> I had a pretty bad fire damage accident where it was, uh, it was a Pancake Tuesday. Oh. And we were, uh, you know, having fun as a family all together, flipping pancakes. And it was my turn to flip the pancakes. Awesome. Can't wait. I've been flipping these guys. For a while, everyone had done some great flips. I thought it was my turn. I was going to blow everyone out of the water. Maybe do a triple flip. Something that's never been done Mm -hmm. before. I'd been cooking all day, so my hands were a little oily. So when I went to flip the pan, the pan slipped out of my grasp. And the pan and pancake uh, both flew into the air and started rotating. Instinct kicked in. Peter Parker instinct. Yeah, my brain went complete autopilot mode. And uh, before the pan could hit the tiles, I grabbed it with both hands from the bottom, which was basically searing metal, uh, uh, igniting my hands, igniting my flesh. And it was it was awful. I completely burned the insides of both of my my palms. No fingerprints for for years. (laughs) Right. That's why I haven't been caught doing any of my various crimes. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a yeah Joker origin story. I leave a trail of syrup behind me. It's my calling card. The pancake man. Oil, because you've been <laughs> cooking all day. Um, the burns were so bad that, uh, you know, it, there were those burns where you have to keep them in cool water. And the second you take them out, it's like yeah. warm, warm, hot, hot, fire. Burning and you have to put, again. You have to put yeah. them back in again. So I had Shit. to, I couldn't sleep in my bed. I had to sleep on my floor sprawled out like jesus on the cross with my hands in two ice buckets of water 
the entire <laughs> night. And of course you pissed yourself. Because that's how it works. I pissed myself before the pancakes hit the sky, my friend. So it was no there was no more there. piss to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, all the liquid in my body completely evaporated as soon as I grabbed those pans. I'm just imagining an Olaf from Frozen style shriek as you catch the pan. <laughs> <laughs> Some pancakes are worth melting for. They really are. <laughs> Um, that was probably the most elemental damage I've ever been dealt. That was a critical Shit. hit, that, that uh, flamethrower. But in terms of electric, I'm not sure. I d I've definitely been zapped before just doing like um, work in a home before, like putting in a light bulb or something. Or yeah, as you said, yeah, plugging something in. Yeah. I mean, I always say I don't, electricity is magic to me. I don't know how, understand how it works. You know, the weather's been heating up here. I've been wearing my Birkenstocks and wearing them right now. He's got these rubber... Uh, sandals on um, just because I, I like to be lazy around the house and um, I don't know how it works but because they're rubber you know it just if I touch anything or anyone I will shock them I thought you wouldn't because you're oh because it's not flowing out of you I think so that's you're... it I think I'm building up static throughout my day and then whenever <laughs> right. I touch things because I'm not getting grounded I, I zap things this is the equivalent of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog spinning his little legs. That actually makes he, it sound pretty cool. He takes off, yeah. <laughs> so if you touch me now, would you zap me? I don't know. There's only one way to find out. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> you have to sleep with your hands in two <laughs> pails of water. <laughs> I'm pretty upset that um, every superhero story, you know, it's, it's about someone um befalling hardship and then mm. being rewarded by powers you know they go through something traumatic that makes them a stronger person right that's kind of the hero's journey of it all all of my hardships have impacted me harshly sure you know if i uh if i try a little too hard on a skateboard i bust my knee now i got a bum knee i don't end up with a super knee that can squat 200 pounds i just have a bad knee now yeah if i go skiing and i accidentally try and go down one of the the bunny hill slopes and roll backwards down a black diamond uh i hit a tree i have a metal rod now for a spine you're, that, you're more metal than man <laughs> does that make me iron man in a way yes but uh in only the worst possible ways uh it's true i'm still waiting for the the big payout you know, because I've had a hard life and I, I need the uh, where's the powers, you know, I got a busy week with work. I've taken on far too much to possibly deal with, you know, my reward for getting through that hellish week of stress an anxiety disorder. I have to go to therapy now because I broke my brain. Yeah, that didn't happen to Peter Parker. He didn't have to confront his fear of spiders. He just became jacked. Why didn't I wake up with flapjack hands? or pancake biceps, or something like that. You know, I, that's my origin story. I burnt my hand on a pancake flipping pan. Imagine you blowing your nose the next morning and syrup comes out. That's my dream. <laughs> that's my dream. I want things to stick to me via syrup. <laughs> that's where you messed up, though. You, you should have had syrup on those sticky paws instead of uh, oil. Maybe if things I hadn't... Gone differently. Yeah, maybe if I hadn't put them in the water... It, things would have been differently. Mm. I would have had like flame hands by the morning. Those were the powers starting, but I was like, I was resistant to the change. You're so, so like, right, no, put though. them in the water, put them in the water. People yeah. say, you know, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. That's just not true. It's not true. Don't try, kids. And if you are flipping pancakes, hold on for dear life. <laughs> they backflip with the pan. <laughs>
That would be pretty dope, actually. I'd like to see that. A backflip holding the pancake. That would be like a good TikTok, like being like, oh, you want to see this one? Here we go. One, two, three. Then they do a backflip with the, keep the pancake in the pan the whole time. That's pretty cool, actually. I might try that. Let's actually fire up the grill. Do you, do you remember your most elemental damage ever dealt? I think... Uh, I almost drowned once as well. That was pretty bad, but sorry. I feel like you just want to tell your story. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, no. We, I mean, we pretty much got a no. I was flipping pancakes, pancakes. in a canoe. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. And things actually went south pretty fast. <laughs> to be honest, I think the most elemental da- damage I've ever taken was probably the last time we went surfing. <laughs> and uh, you see those kids out there learn to surf. It all looks harmless. It all looks fine. If if you go down on a three foot wave in the wrong way, yeah, it's pretty pretty grisly. I almost drowned. There was bloodshed for sure. <laughs> I mean, you you also uh, broke your wrist recently skateboarding. You could maybe count that as ground rock damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> earth damage. Earth damage it counts. What else is there? Wind. I've been blown about a bit, but yeah. not, not not painfully so. Yeah. What else would there be? Space damage. Yeah, dark, yeah then we're getting a bit fantasy here. <laughs> so Rory, we're basically at the end of our journey of investigating the people throughout the ages that have, have claimed to be magnetic people, magnetic men. What are you thinking in all of this? Do you think this is a legit paranormal phenomenon where some people are magnetic? Or is this some kind of trickery afoot? Uh, I like this story. I like the idea behind it. I especially love that Lindsay Lohan tried to get involved and turn magnetic herself. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where sometimes you become an A-list celebrity and the glitz and the glam of Hollywood just isn't enough to satisfy you anymore. Um, and you need to become magnetic. You know, it's like uh, like drug users. You know, they say it starts small with harmless drugs and then a bit and then that's not they can't get high enough off that anymore right they need cocaine and then after cocaine you want a little crystal meth baby and then eventually that's not enough and you need to become magnetic that's the ultimate, the ultimate high. high yeah that's right. exactly sticking a tv to your tum tum <laughs> so i like that i like bringing in that element to the story um for some case for a case that's so well documented uh i was expecting a little bit more physical evidence uh even in terms of scientific explanations because there is kind of the explanation that you said where it's like okay maybe it's linked to radiation because a lot of these people came from the same location but it's weird that that hasn't been more finely defined you know if they said you said there's almost 300 people that Mm -hmm. came forward that can do it how is there no similarities between those people that can better explain the phenomenon i would agree i think that's a red flag in this all and there's a number of red flags you know, I think this is an under-investigated topic. I think we did have those Russian and Japanese doctors who looked into this and claimed that at least a couple of people they looked at were actually magnetic. So some scientists somewhere believe this. But I think some of the shade that's been cast on this is due to maybe some bad actors in the scene. Right, 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 right. So I'll finish by showing you one of the more famous clips of a magnetic man on TV. You might remember a gent we've talked about in the past, specifically, funnily enough, in the Uri Geller episodes, uh, James Randi. And he kind of made it his life's mission to disprove all things paranormal uh, wherever he could. Bit of a party pooper in that way. Oh, I do remember this son of a bitch. Yeah. Wasn't he really rude? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, To Uri Geller. And in this video, James Randi is being shown people who can stick uh, items to themselves 
and he's got a little trick up his sleeve. I'm going to ask the challengers to um, put the powder on their hands and on their chests and then make the objects stay there. So at this point, James Randi is now applying baby powder to the chests of the guys who've been sticking things to themselves. And as you can see, Roy, he's having tremendous difficulty now sticking things to himself. He's given it a good try as well. Busted. Wrecked. Are they all filled with the powder? Yes. Ah. We know first it's not magnetic, so it must be some other kind of energy. And talcum powder is not going to interfere with electricity or any other kind of energy. One thing is certain, it's not psychic power. Wow, what a damning voice clip. Yeah. <laughs> Should have that till after the conclusions. Oh, what do you think, bud? Paranormal? Uh, I don't know if paranormal <laughs> abilities can all be rendered disabled by baby powder. <laughs> I think that's maybe uh, a bit of a red flag. Uh, okay, look, I concede. To be honest, when I started um, working on this one, I was certain this was going to be a double yes. You had me there for a while. Yeah. Because there appears to be, like I said, scientists who have said, look, I think this is real. This, these people do seem to be magnetic. They've done some amount of tests and we're happy. They're magnetic. But it gets so muddied by what seemingly a large amount of people who just are sticky. They've been eating pancakes <laughs> and they got this syrup over on their chests and they're claiming to be paranormal. It's like all these stories. You know, we, we have no idea how many genuine UFO encounters there are out there because the waters are so muddied by the people making false claims, being drunk off their ass when it happened. Yeah. You know, that make the, the whole thing a bit of a laughing stock, which, uh, which we don't appreciate, all right? I know we said this is a comedy paranormal podcast, but... I'm um, getting pretty pissed off. I'm getting fired up as well, and I, I don't appreciate actually anyone making light of this situation. It's rude, and I don't appreciate it. So stop. If you laughed once during this podcast, stop listening. You did try to stick a spoon to yourself. Earlier. Well, it worked as well. If the thought of me as a child completely butt naked with my hands in two ice buckets of water crying as my mother fed me pancakes, if that made you chuckle in the slightest, turn off the podcast because you're not, you're, we're not worthy. You're not worthy. You're a joke. You're a joke to us. Yeah. If the thought of me trying to flip an already pretty pathetic looking pancake into the sky and the pan slipping out of my greasy little weak nerd fingers and me screaming, oh no, my cake, as it soared through the mm -hmm. air, if that makes you laugh, turn off the podcast because you don't deserve to be here. If the idea of me surfing in um, borderline six inch high waves um, along with children who were who were being graceful and beautiful at, at, at doing this of me tumbling and flailing and crying and screaming um when i got the tiniest bit of salt water in my eyes and having to be rescued by two six-year-olds if that's remotely funny to you turn, turn off, off the, the podcast. podcast turn it off right now because we didn't come here for laughs 
We came here to investigate metal men, which is it is a double no. By it the is, way, it is it absolutely is, a double no for just sure. Just to be clear, it's nonsense. Shit. <laughs> it was close though, wasn't it, guys? Yeah, you had me for a second there, Mulvena. For the, before you disappeared in a burst of baby powder. <laughs> That's usually how I leave any social situation. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode, guys. This investigation into all things magnetic men. Uh, if you are a magneto of yourself, please send us evidence to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. Or if you've just got a different case suggestion, we get many of our paranormal case suggestions from our listeners these days. Like I say, hope you enjoyed the episode, but fuck it, we've got a big announcement. <gasps> Occasionally, when you listen to this Paranormal Live, something earth-changing, something earth-shattering happens right here on the podcast. And today is one of those days. For the first time in this Paranormal Life history, we've been going for almost four years. And up until this day, the only way to join the commune, the only way to be part of our community, the only way to represent the community has been to join Patreon and support us for a month and you got an exclusive t-shirt. But as of today, if you go to thisparanormallife.com, we have a web store! Whoa! You mean I can buy merchandise for This Paranormal Life? Nope. You can buy baby powder syrup (laughs) and saucepans. It's kind of a build-your-own-magneto-man type situation. We want to get the evidence for this case. Of course it's merchandise, Rory! That means you can head on over to our store and get This Paranormal Life apparel. We know that um, while a lot of people enjoy Patreon and the bonus episodes, it's not for everyone. Some people who love the show and tune in every week just want to be able to get their merchandise. Uh, So this is exactly what this is for. We have a uh, range of shirts, which we will be adding to as well as the year continues, uh, which is super exciting to be able to offer a ton of designs moving forward throughout the year. Yeah, we have tons of ideas of um, designs and, and, and clothing and products that we'd like to bring you. And for today, we're launching with a couple of different designs. We've got a kind of um, minimal This Paranormal Life logo type shirt in a couple of different colors and long sleeve and short sleeve. And one of our personal favorites, we've got a Chompies official t-shirt. That's right. Everyone's favorite North Korean cereal brand is now being represented in t-shirt form. You can wake up every morning and enjoy an ice-cold, lukewarm bowl of radioactive chompies with now a chompies t-shirt to match. How sweet is that? It is worth noting, um, obviously, just because it is a chompies branded t-shirt, it in no way does protect you from the radioactivity that is involved in a bowl of chompies. Which is incredibly dangerous. I need to make that very clear. Please do wear um, either some sort of biohazard suit or a Hurt Locker-esque a uniform when eating your bowls of chompies you will get zero the chompy shirts actually offer less protection than a regular t-shirt because does. they are themselves ever so slightly radioactive, radioactive. we it do would, have to say that we it wouldn't be true that. to the brand if it wasn't so so um just take that into consideration one of the things we really like about our store is that if you head on over to this and click the store tab or just follow the link to the store in the description of this podcast episode You'll be taken to the storefront where you actually get to choose between our UK and Europe store or our North America and worldwide store. Because we've got listeners based all around the world, we didn't want to kind of screw any of you over in terms of crazy shipping times, crazy shipping prices, taxes and duties and things like that. So we wanted to be able to offer stores as close to where you are as possible. 
which means we can make sure the merchandise gets sent out to you as soon as possible at the lowest price and at the highest quality. The products are also 100% eco-friendly. You know, a lot of products on the internet, every time you buy one, uh, they plant a tree. Every time you buy a This Paranormal Life shirt, we kill a lumberjack. It's the same kind of thing. It's a similar kind of vibe. So um, every shirt bought is a lumberjack killed. I think is the slot the the slogan underneath the website. So we're ju- we're doing good for the so environment. We, you know, we had to say the radioactive bit. They actually told us not to say that bit. Yeah, they did. They said probably just don't mention this. And I said I insist that I must. So um, if you're a lumberjack who uh, listens to the podcast, send me your contact info for a free shirt. Okay, that's quite <laughs> So I hope you guys check it out. I hope you love it. I hope you uh, enjoy the designs. We'd love to see uh, what you think of it. If you pick one up, we'd love to see pictures of you guys wearing them. So check the link in the description of this podcast or head on over to thisparanormallife.com and check out the official This Paranormal Life merchandise. I should say, as a little caveat, to anyone who has supported us on Patreon and got one of our Patreon exclusive shirts, those do remain an exclusive shirt. That will uh, never be for sale on the regular store. As always, the best place to support This Paranormal Life is over in patreon.com forward slash This Paranormal Life. You guys know the drill. If you've heard this podcast before, that is the place to get ad-free, full-length, exciting investigations that are not posted anywhere else um, from This Paranormal Life. There is a whole back catalog of episodes available there every single month. Check it out, patreon.com forward slash This Paranormal Life. Thank you so much to Cami Toman for editing this episode and to Amy Grisdale for researching it. And that just about wraps it up for this week's episode. We will, of course, be back next Tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale. And until then, remember to live fast, investigate, and die young, baby. 